0: Thursday, May 20th, 2015, a day that started like any other. Fans of America's chain restaurants did what they always did, counted down the minutes until their next meal when they could order that favorite entree. Quietly, on a small corner of feralaudio.com, a new podcast was taking shape that would change everything. Nick Weiger and Mike Mitchell, two Los Angeles comedians and improvisers, had an appetizer, a main, and a drink, and recorded their thoughts on the experience. And Doughboys was born. Now, nearly two years and a hundred restaurants later, in an effort to mix up their one-chain-a-week pattern, the boys have resorted to a new technique to gain a greater understanding of seafood standard red lobster. This week on Faux Boys, it's Rock Lobster Fest, the fourth Doughboys episode about red lobster, with Sean Clements and Hayes Davenport. One, two, three, four, Boys! Welcome to Faux Boys, the podcast about Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. I'm Aaron Staley. I'm Brendan Trishler. I'm Brian Edwards.
1: And I'm Rob Hansen.
0: Hooray, we're all here. We made it. Yeah. We spent some time figuring out how to do a podcast. But we're all here now. So uh, this this podcast um, is going to be a fan podcast about, well, it is a fan podcast about the Doughboys podcast. We're all big fans of the Doughboys um, we met in a Facebook group about um, podcasts, and we always chatted on Twitter after each Doughboys episode, so uh, that's why we are here, to talk about the Doughboys.
1: Yeah.
2: Should we establish whether we're Team Spoonman or Team Burger Brigade?
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think first we need to uh, decide which of us are spoon, you know, spoon Nation and which are Burger Brigade, and then I think we also need our own you know, food nicknames, unless those are going to come with time.
2: Oh yeah, let's let that happen organically. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I've already,
0: that. I'm already kind of, you know, I've already really internalized and self-identify with a food name personally. That's true. But yeah.
1: I mean, the might soup be guy's just pretty me. good.
0: <laughs> so I'm Aaron Staley, the soup guy, um, and I think you know, it's, uh, I think I'm, uh, I think I'm a Burger Brigade boy. You know, I, I gotta say, like, I, I much love to Spoon Nation and Nangang, you know, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, just the Burger Boy, I, 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 I like him on a, on a lot of levels that, that I identify with the Burger Boy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So even though Burger Brigade's kind of lapsed and never gets mentioned on <laughs> Doughboys anymore, <laughs> I still, uh, it still has a place in my heart. still going strong. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I am also
3: part of the Burger Brigade. I feel like we might be very off-balanced here. Uh, as oh, as no. uh, an anal-retentive <laughs> nerdy type, for some reason, Nick never yeah. really speaks to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, he's so... just... Yeah. Rob? <laughs> man, I am all in on Spoon Nation, and fuck <laughs> you guys. <laughs> I think it's really the the racism that I connect with. Mm. Yeah,
0: this is important, and you know, this is something we should really talk about more as four white guys. <laughs> We're really the right people to uh, to talk about racism. That's what this show is about, people. Yeah. Uh, how was your guys' week? How, how are you guys doing? Oh, I've had a
2: really good week. Uh, I've that's been awesome. To again, a lot of improv shows, like I always do. Uh, cool. I was Had a couple of shows last night. It was a very good time. That's awesome.
3: Oh, that's good. I, uh, I, I stayed in because I was not feeling well last night. I watched <laughs> scary movies, and I slept in, and then I ate a bunch of Count Chocula cereal.
0: When? Nothing <laughs> I know. cures a cold like Count Chocula.
3: Bleh.
1: <laughs> well, Rob, I, uh, I know you've been, uh, yeah. I ran around the Midwest a little bit and went to some rock shows, and now I'm in my aunt's basement uh, hanging out with family.
0: It's the place to be. <laughs> I uh I I was at the Benson Ball Comedy Festival um this weekend which is Night- like a nighttime only situation. Um I don't know why they do it at the same time as Halloween because lots of people like Halloween. They do and like to go do it. But uh so I saw Tignotaro last week. Ice. I got to see um mm-hmm. I'm seeing Weird Al after we record this. So mm-hmm. It's going to be some cool beans and then i did washington dc halloween and went to just like the trashiest neighborhoods and stood mm-hmm. on uh rooftops and just watched people wander the streets in oh, I their saw costumes a picture right. of you
1: oh
2: yeah yeah <laughs> good yeah that doesn't sound creepy at all
3: <laughs> where did you just find this picture? twitter searches for places that aaron might be um <laughs> <laughs> someone tagged you on facebook or something i think yeah it so just it showed goes. up in my feed yeah as
2: you do. I, I walked home wearing the scream mask on my way home last night. It was pretty fun. No <laughs> one bothered amazing. me. I were getting off the streetcar, and I looked up, and there was, like, a, a van uh, next to us. And he just looked directly at me and just had this huge wide-eyed stare as I just got off the streetcar and crumbled. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what's, I mean, like, what's, I mean, like, on Halloween, what is, what truly scares you on Halloween? Because, like, there's lots of scary stuff. Mm-hmm on halloween just out there but you're Mm -hmm. like oh it's a it's a person in a costume you know like oh that's not a real kill bill that's yeah you know sarah from accounting
2: (laughs) it's when you don't know who it is and they have a
0: full mask on so you
2: don't know yeah who that person is there's something inherently creepy about that when you can't (laughs) see the person's face
3: do you call the bride from kill bill a kill bill
0: yeah it's a kill bill (laughs) okay
3: it's one of it's one of like
0: the more modern monsters you know like Uh. You've got Frankenstein, Dracula, right. uh, you know, Werewolf, uh, you know, things like that. But like in modern times, you have uh, uh, like a Kill Bill. You have a um, Scream. Or like a Freddy. Mm-hmm. A Silence of the or, Lamb. Um, the or Silence uh, of the Lamb. <laughs> or uh, like a Bear Jew from uh, Inglorious Bastards. Anybody uh-huh. remember that movie? <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel like all Tarantino movies have one monster. And it's Quentin Tarantino. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this week on Doughboys, uh, it's kind of a weird week to start our coverage. It's the last week of, of a month. On, uh, yeah. The, the so best usually, week to start our coverage. And can we say if you don't listen to Doughboys, this show isn't going to make very much sense. No. Um, so you should at least go listen to. Uh, The most recent episode of Doughboys, Mm -hmm. uh, Rock Lobster Fest 4 with Hayes and Sean, Um, and that'll get you like 3% of the way to understanding what Doughboys is about, and then go mm-hmm. listen to like an actual normal episode of Doughboys, and it will make sense. Like, no one,
2: no one loves things more than listening to podcasts and getting homework when they listen to it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> sure. like, like, you know how on a podcast when they say, like, pause this and then go watch this video? You know how you always listen?
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. So it's great. I'm glad we're starting off on the right foot.
1: Am yeah. I the only person that actually does that?
0: I mean, I have, <laughs> but, like, only if it's something I really want to see, you know? I like, if I'm listening I'm to, like, what? I think I've done that once for a movie. <laughs> don't know what it was. Like, I'll go, like, I'll go listen to, uh, I'll go watch like a funny YouTube video that I actually think is going to be up my alley. Or like, like if I'm listening to, uh, like a food podcast and they talk about a recipe or something, um, then I'll like go look it up. You know, I listen to their show mm-hmm. Spilled Milk, which Matthew, what's up? He might be listening. And, uh. Uh, they talk about, like, oh, a recipe like that I put on my blog, and I'll like go look at those so that I know what's uh, what they're talking about. Hmm. Um, but yeah, if it's just like, so go check out my, my book, and then come back and listen to this podcast. <laughs> I'm not going to go read your book. <laughs> like, sorry. I might read your book in four months when I see your show and buy your book out of guilt, or when <laughs> like, somebody happen. knows that I went to see your show and buys it for me for Hanukkah next year, but... That's about it. So this week on Doughboys, they talked about Red Lobster for the fourth week in a row. Uh, it's the end of their October uh, Rock Lobster Fest celebration, which is a reference to the song Rock Lobster and last year's Doughboys October event, Rock Dober Fest, where they went to four rock and roll themed restaurants. So uh, if, if everybody's following, this was the fourth... Red Lobster episode. Now, Red Lobster is a restaurant that I have never been to. Really? Um, yeah, literally never. So, yeah, so we can talk about um, Rock Lobster Fest, uh, the fourth week of Red Lobster, or we could talk about uh, the actual episode of Doughboys. Um, so I took some notes uh, as I listened. So just a couple of points here. Um, in the intro, they First things they talked about in this week's episode of Doughboys are Beyonce and the (laughs) B-52s. I don't know who's going to Doughboys listening. Yeah, I mean, it is, you know. Especially, I loved every reference to Tim Kalpakis' date with Beyonce in Texas growing up. (laughs) I love that story. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Like, how fucking weird is it that Tim Kalpakis, founding member of the Birthday Boys, the improv group, went on a date with Beyonce or thinks he went on a date with Beyonce and that none of his friends believe him.
1: Hey, real quick. It's, if you yeah. haven't watched the birthday boys, pause this podcast and go. watch. <laughs> <laughs> <The> birthday- yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I do like, like I've seen like clips of the birthday boys, but I've never actually gone and watched the show. So just hold on a second, guys. I'm going to pause. Um, pull out my phone. And then the rest of this episode will just be, like, echoed audio of me playing the Birthday Boys on my phone. It's a good choice. Um, as I watch. It's quality. Mitch was sick this episode, which is perfect, because, Brendan, you're sick. Even though you're a Weiger. <laughs> what are y'all's opinions on the Nintendo Switch? Ah) <sighs> Like I like Nintendo, okay. Like I
3: really do. I I appreciate what they do. I appreciate the ridiculousness they bring to the gaming industry, even though they're perpetually like one generation behind every other (laughs) console ever. Yeah, I'm intrigued by what they're trying to do here, but it really—I don't know. It's—it's. This is one of those dumb safe answers where it's like I have to wait and see how the Nintendo Switch is going (laughs) to turn out. But I have to fucking wait and see how the Nintendo Switch is going to turn out.
1: I think one way or another. It's a Nintendo platform, and it's where I'm going to have to go to get my Nintendo games. So that is I'm true. So I'm going to wind it's up just probably getting happen. one, and I'm just going to stay optimistic and hope that they don't do anything crazy.
2: I haven't owned a game console since the original NES system. Holy before. shit, Brian. Oh, I wow. don't play video games. What are you <laughs> sitting and stare at? <laughs> TV.
0: I watch a lot of TV. Me too. That's good. I am so ready for the Nintendo Switch. I have owned every portable Nintendo uh, since the Game Boy Color. Really? Um, I didn't even have that. I had a GameCube. I had... Yeah, Game Boy Color came out after you stopped playing video games, Brian. We (laughs) completely miss. (laughs) We miss each other. (laughs) Yeah. Two
2: ships passing in the night.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I'm, like, so sold on Nintendo, like... I'm all about it. Um, We're talking about this because the Doughboys talked about it. I didn't just bring it up. Uh, uh, I was going to say a la carte. Um, (laughs) Oh, yeah. Let's use as many
2: restaurant puns as possible.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But, like, yeah, I'll buy it. I'll probably pre-order. I'm so ready for the Nintendo Switch. It's exactly what I want. I heard rumors that the design was going to be the way it is, like, a few months ago. Um, to where you can like play it portable and dock it into your TV. And it's like, right. frankly, all I want out of a console. Like I, th- I had the thought like six months ago, like, I wish I could just put my 3ds into the TV. <laughs> um, so like, it's great.
1: Yeah. I'll be honest. The, my favorite thing about having a Wii U is just going off and playing on the gamepad elsewhere. That's great. But mm. You can only do it about, you know, 30, 40 feet away right. and then you're done. Right. And being able to do that on the, not that I take a train or a bus all day, but yeah, <laughs> that portability does sound nice.
0: Honestly, like I probably could have done that with a Wii U. I never had a Wii U, but a Wii U probably would have been perfect for me. But I bought a gaming PC because like, I'm a real nerd, like uh, a year and a half ago, um, and that's where I've been playing all my games, catching up on like the last twenty years of like PC, like nerdy ass RPGs and stuff.
3: Have you heard of Mist?
0: So, Mist. Now tell yeah. me, tell me about Mist.
3: Uh, I've only ever played fifteen minutes before I kicked the computer, so I'm probably not.
0: I think, like, I'm a little young for Mist. Are so, you? Really? Which is to say I missed it. Yeah. Ha.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh. So. <laughs> so on this week's episode of Doughboys, the guests were Hayes Davenport and Sean Clements, who are the hosts of Hollywood Handbook, mm-hmm. which is, like, this famously meta—I mean, famous because I know of it—meta <laughs> uh, podcast about, like, being Hollywood people, but it's sort of gotten its own little— mythos and, and the characters of Hayes and Sean on the show have gone kind of off the rails. But they they do this very distant thing on their show, so it's always cool to hear them guest on a podcast. Yeah, um, Are you guys Hollywood Handbook fans?
1: Brian, why don't you go?
0: Uh, we'll <laughs> take me for the end. How about that? Okay. <laughs> um,
1: I, I do enjoy the show. Uh, I don't listen to every single one. I tend to be uh, pick and choose based on the guests, but I do enjoy it quite a bit. I had to listen to seven or eight episodes before I liked it. Yeah, but it finally got me. Yeah,
3: I'm the same as Rob. I don't listen to every episode, but I I, I appreciate them. I think more than I necessarily listen to them on a you know consistent schedule. But but I, I like what they do.
0: Yeah, I keep them like in my backlog, and like I get to them like usually on the weekend, you know. Right. And I listen to every episode unless I've gotten weird reviews about it. Like I skipped this most recent episode as we record this because um, of the gum chewing. <laughs> well, I just heard I heard there was weird gum chewing, and I heard some people didn't like the particular way that it was played. So, you know, uh, uh, I was like, "Well, maybe I'll skip this one." You know, I don't need to. I don't need to like see if I have an opinion about it. You know what I'm saying? I heard about um, the gum, and I immediately deleted it out of my queue. Oh. <laughs> Webster's dictionary
2: defines the word grating as sounding harsh, (laughs) unpleasant, or irritating. (laughs) Yeah, I hate that joke so much. I tried four or five episodes paul tompkins scott oh awkward another problem. i never finished a single episode i <laughs> could not even the engineers emily is so <laughs> <laughs> an irrational love for engineer cody cody like yeah, almost i, I couldn't episode their characters <laughs> are so so annoying and every time someone does a bit where they're referencing the show and doing the lingo on the facebook group I want oh. to punch something. <laughs> so it was a struggle to get through that, especially the first, like, ten minutes. I really wanted to turn it off. Like, no, are through. Get wow. To the and That's I know so they dropped the character stuff mostly after the first ten minutes or so, and it got tolerable, is the best <laughs> i will say.
0: So, handbook boys, if you're listening. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let's uh let's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who do you think is crankier, Weiger or Mitch? Definitely Weiger.
3: I think oh. it's a different type of cranky for both.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think they're both. Okay. I think Weiger's more cranky though.
2: But Mitch just doesn't want to do it. Every week he starts off by saying how much he hated doing it. He doesn't want to do it anymore. Weiger <laughs> keeps pushing through.
0: Okay. <laughs> Mitch is curmudgeonly.
3: Yeah, yeah, Weiger's like a beleaguered cranky, and that he's cranky <laughs> because he has to put up with all of this.
0: Weiger's like a college professor who has to teach one too many classes this semester. Right, he's like it teaching science
3: like... to like a performing arts school or something. <laughs> like they're, they're required to sit through this thing, but like none of them actually yeah. like it. It's it's like he's teaching
2: Mitch about chain restaurants.
0: <laughs> I do think Weiger would be a good teacher, though. I can see it.
2: it like good. I would like him to teach me. Oh, he could teach me.
0: <laughs> i got to see the doughboys perform in los angeles a few weeks ago very gentle. um i yeah, was at the la goodness. podcast festival uh front row of course it's the only place to sit i mean where else would i be exactly and mitch is exactly how you would expect <laughs> if you see a picture of weiger he's like 20 percent, like physically larger and more imposing than you would think no like yeah like you see picture of Weiger and you think, like, oh, this is like a small guy.
2: Yeah,
0: and he's like a tall. He's like tall, like broad-shouldered. Like I, I would not want to like run into Weiger in a dark alley. <laughs> I think that's the first time that's ever been said. <laughs> <laughs> I mean because I wouldn't want to listen to like boring anecdotes. No, I'm just saying <laughs> I love you, Weiger. I
2: saw a post today where someone said they met Mitch at the uh, now here this Fest. Oh. and saw them that he was asking Weiger where to go. He didn't know where they were doing sound check.
0: <laughs> well I don't think they're characters at all that no, they do. Not, on oh show. no. <laughs> I love the idea of lost Mitch asking Weiger all. He's just uh, the the en- the their entrance at uh, at L.A. Podfest, which they cut out of the final show, was Weiger walked up there to record his intro. Like, he walked up to, like, the table or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Mitch sort of, like, walked up and, like, was trying to decide if he should sit down. And then he was, like, all right, I'll wait off to the side. And then he, like, walked back off of the, of the little stage and waited out to the side. And I was, like, this is so oh, perfect. So Mitch. <laughs> it was so fun. Um, it was a good show. If you ever get the chance to see the Doughboys uh, live, if you're in Los Angeles or if the Doughboys ever tour or come to uh, like a podcast festival near you. That's the dream. You know, yeah. you guys should go. I liked the part where Sean asked which baby is everyone. Oh, <laughs> yes. No. Which baby are you guys? Which baby is Brian? I Yo, which refuse baby you, Brian? to
2: answer this question. No,
0: <laughs> Yo, you're well, that baby. We, Your, Brian's two years old, you. like temper tantrum. Uh, <laughs> baby who refuses to engage with this game. Cranky baby. (laughs) Sounds cranky to me. Nope. Not engaging.
1: (laughs) Cranky baby.
0: I think I'm I think I'm baby who's ready for dinner. (laughs) But dinner's not here yet, so I'm very upset. I feel like that's kind of my baseline existence.
3: I think I'm Baby, who's been left in the playpen for a couple of hours and can see something really exciting right outside the playpen, but is being denied it. And like, he Ooh. just knows there's something a little better out there, but he doesn't have quite the ability to go and get
0: it.
1: It's a rough baby. Yeah, I know. Dang. I think I'm pretty much just 24 hours a day just, I'm just sleepy baby. <laughs> Pass fire and just ready to go. I love that.
0: Um... <laughs> Okay, in this week's episode of Doughboys, Sean Clements, awkward ass man that he is, tells the story of how he got engaged.
3: I love that story.
0: Such a good story. I would fucking
3: right. steal that, like that, that if, way of marrying someone.
0: If you haven't listened to this episode yet, go. Spoiler alert. Pause. Um. Okay. Sex tape was the movie. <laughs> yeah. That. Oh. Sean I, got engaged
3: during sex tape. To be fair, his bride-to-be was very sensible and did not want to go to sex tape.
0: I can't remember even which one sex tape is.
3: It's Jason Segel, Cameron Diaz. Their <gasps> sex tape goes in the cloud.
0: I was thinking it was Friends with Benefits.
3: Oh, no, I liked that one with Justin Timberlake. Was it good? He's so Justin charming. Timberlake
1: and, My- and Mila Kunis? Yeah, oh, Mila so ch- Kunis. I thought it was, what's the other one? Let's Make a Porno? Seth and, Zach, Murray, Zach, and Mary Make a Zach, Porno. Zach and Mary. Yeah, Seth. And Mary.
3: Um. No. <laughs> Seth the one that explained the class. Seth and Elizabeth Banks. Okay, <laughs> right. That's right.
0: Which was the other one? There was Friends with Benefits, and then there was also. Oh, it's with with. Uh, There's also like sex pals and, um, and
3: Queen Amidala. Yeah,
0: fuck buds. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Fuck buds. <laughs> um. <laughs> Chaps who bang. <laughs> Hang on. I'm what
3: good, was the I'm other good one good good called? Right no strings there were two. attached. That's no good. strings Thank
0: attached. You. I thought it was no strings attached.
3: No, sex. But sex it was sex tape.
0: That's kind of better. What? Or is it worse? I didn't. In concept. It. It's no kind strings... of better, but
3: it, yeah. <laughs> uh, no strings like, attached
0: was pretty solid. Okay. I will. I don't watch any movies. So. The, the last thing. movie I watched was Star Wars: The Force Awakens, and the next movie I watch will probably be Star Wars: Rogue One. Seriously. Yeah, I just don't. Just don't do the theater. <sighs>
3: The theater. The last movie I watched was the Stone Cold Classic Inferno. Oh, God. Yeah, well, whenever I saw the trailer of Tom Hanks saying Da Vinci, or um, fucking Dante's Death Mask, I
0: was just like, yep, this is a movie <laughs> for me. <laughs> That's great.
2: You guys, have you guys heard of uh, The Walkout Boys? Probably have on the podcast.
0: The Walkout Boys? No. No. The no. Walkout
2: Boys is uh, uh, two guys in New Zealand. They're friends of the guys who do the worst of day of all time. Uh, they're on the same podcast network. And as you imagine, the premise is they go see a new release every week and walk out at the exact halfway point. They talk <laughs> about that. briefly what they saw and then they try to guess what happened afterwards. That's based a really on good improv I love skills. That. And it's uh-huh. become this fantastic shared universe where Sully miss Peregrine's school for whatever children uh <laughs> and uh inferno all have this like common threads we've like characters will weave in and out of these movies
0: it's that's it's amazing it. it's really I just awesome. subscribed that sounds so good it's really and they're and they're short
2: ups, they're like 30 40
0: minutes uh the two guys are really fun
2: they have a good really done, and the one guy joe always ends up working himself into the plots of these <laughs> I love that. Uh, but yeah, they just saw Inferno last week. So as much as I know from it's it the very confusing first half, which didn't explain a lot. <laughs> well,
3: probably
0: turned out better in their version, but I'm done. <laughs> See, like, that's what would get me to go to movies, is if I did, like, a thing about it, you know? Yeah. Like, if I could go and then, like, have a reason to well, watch, you know? Because otherwise I just feel like, I just get, like, major FOMO. Like, I'll spend four hours on Twitter... But if I sign up, sign myself up for like an hour 45 movie, I'm like, but there's so much else I could be doing.
2: (laughs) Still my idea that I gave them because they're complaining about having to leave movies every week. Like, yeah, uh, Nick was out with his girlfriend seeing a different movie and she wanted to leave. It's like, please, no, I I can't (laughs) leave another movie. I suggested (laughs) to them that they walk in, walk in at the halfway point and try to figure out what the hell happened. I love (laughs) that.
0: Change in the week. I love that. That's awesome. I would do that. If I had, like, a pal, you <laughs> yeah. know, I'm not going to be, like, a guy by myself watching half a movie, like, for an art project.
2: Oh. They've left, like, nearly empty theaters and felt really bad, go, oh, no, it's really noticeable that we're leaving right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like in any movie, well, if it's like, a full-ass movie, because the thing is, like, as somebody who doesn't go to watch movies, I've seen most of the most recent, and it's not for, like, not liking movies, it's just, like, not what I think to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it kind of is, because I don't like movies, but... <laughs> I I've seen like a few movies in the last few years like under dubious circumstances like I saw the Wes Anderson movie with the Boy Scouts um uh,
3: Moonrise
0: Kingdom Moonrise Kingdom um because it was the only place with power in my neighborhood at that time yeah, I've done that. like the movie theater so I was like all right I'll go watch Moonrise Kingdom my grandparents <laughs> told me they saw this and I quote it's weird uh but sure why not I'll give this a shot um and then In those situations, it's always empty. Like, movie theaters are always empty when I'm there. The only exception was when I went to see Star Wars at the Arclight in Bethesda here, um, and it was, like, packed because it was, like, Star Wars, like, second week or something, you know?
3: Should everyone talk Um, about The Force Awakens, too? (laughs) Yeah, what
0: are your All-Force Awakens opinions? Hashtag Force Awakens opinions. (laughs) my opinion is my opinion is (laughs) we need a theme song (laughs) (laughs) my opinion about force awakens is i thought it was a great remake of a new hope yeah and i say that not in like a passive aggressive way but like literally like as i watched it i was like hmm didn't realize this was going to be like basically a remake the same movie but also i'm not mad like that's kind of what i wanted
2: my, my fascination with New Hope, I purposely waited like a week to see it. I don't yeah. remember the reason, maybe just being contrarian. But when I saw it, I <laughs> thought the same thing. Oh, this is just like New Hope. And whenever I mention that to anyone, the irrational rage that would come out of people, <laughs> they would be so angry at any criticism, any criticism. Like, oh, I didn't really like this one little thing. It's not like a big knock, but people furious at me. Like, oh, how dare you not like it? It's the best movie ever. The greatest Star Wars, according to them. It's like, all right, settle down.
0: It definitely like pushed my buttons the right way. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I liked it. It was fine. It was yeah.
3: good. I called out of work to go see it early. Yes, I yep. love that. As I as I had to do, of course. I skipped out on doing a job interview for some of my coworkers that I was supposed to give to them because I needed to see Star Wars The Force Awakens instead. That's amazing. And I, um, see... I would characterize it as more of a remix of the first movie Ooh, than a straight-up yeah. remake because there are Good character work. arcs that don't quite match up the same. Like L- Ray is not quite Luke and Poe is not quite Han. So it's just sort of like it's similar but not quite the same. And Finn me, is not quite C-3PO. That's right. He's almost C-3PO but not oh, quite. Very close. Yeah. BB-8 <laughs> is not quite Princess Leia but he tries. And... <laughs> I, it it works for me in that sense because I think what the movie needed to be is a movie that made, that felt a lot like the three Star Wars movies that you remember from being a kid and not yeah. like the prequels, and so it did what it needed to do in that it felt like that and it made a lot of money. Now, if the next movie is like a remix of Empire Strikes Back, then I will probably have more problems on my hands. Yeah, but,
0: although yeah, I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. I did. I did grow up. So I saw the I think we uh, all first, what, thank you. <laughs> no. I saw, I watched the first three, the, the, the original trilogy. first three movies to be released, the original trilogy, uh, before I saw any of the new ones, mm-hmm. but I was the exact target age for Star Wars Episode I when it came out. Yeah. I was like eight. I, I was only
3: slightly older than you, and I feel the same way.
0: Yeah, so I I had it on VHS, and I watched Star Wars Episode One and the Lost in Space VHS movie (laughs) just over and over. And by the way, can I say, my theory is, there is a scene in Star Wars The Force Awakens that is a direct homage to the mid-90s Lost in Space movie that I had on VHS.
2: I'm going to have to take your word for that, because I will never watch either of those movies ever again. I probably I both still of
0: very also well. have it
1: on VHS, and I'm going to find it and and check that out. I own Here's both the of scene.
3: them on Blu-ray.
0: Tell me, okay, oh, God. <laughs> Jupiter Two, the spaceship, the disc-shaped spaceship in Lost in Space. I don't remember exactly where in like the weird time travel, you know, timeline this was, but it crash lands on a planet, an ice planet. Yes. It skids like a Frisbee across the ice, oh. and it comes to a stop at the top of a cliff. And guess what happens to the Millennium Falcon yes. in Star Wars The Force Awakens? Exact, like, the exact scene. Yes. I kind of, I really, and I haven't seen the Lost in Space movie in ten years. So I really want to see that scene from the Lost in Space movie. Eh, the no Lost in Space movie. Well, but I just to prove to myself that it's real <laughs> and that it actually happened. You can trust me you dream real. it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what Doesn't else? Doesn't
1: that I'm same thing happen in the new Star Trek movie, too, though? Um, Does
3: it? It was weirder, I thought, in Star Trek Beyond, but I only saw Star Trek I haven't Beyond seen the
0: Star Trek once. movies. Also happened in generations.
3: Yeah, oh, yeah, generations. It definitely
0: happened in generations. Is this just like a thing that happens to disc shaped spaceships? Yeah. Like I've just only seen two movies?
2: It's a good visual. You gotta knock down trees <laughs> and shit. It's good yeah.
0: yeah. It's a good visual. Well, so much for my J.J. Abrams love for the Lost in Space movie. I mean, I hope you the Conspiracy you're right. theory. I mean, me too. Maybe Wouldn't it's, it's it a shared great? universe. Ooh. <laughs> mm. <laughs>
2: God, if the (laughs) the CGI
3: alien blarp shows up in
0: the next Star Wars movie,
3: I will be so happy.
0: Uh, Will Robinson just (laughs) appears and (laughs) Will Robinson is the next, like, shitty Anakin stereotype. Danger, Ray, danger. (laughs) (laughs) Danger, Poe Dameron. (laughs) I love it. What's your favorite movie theater snack? Mine is Crunch, Bunch of Crunch. That's good a good one
2: if i don't get popcorn which is usually a lot to eat they give you popcorn so is a mess it's mm-hmm. a it's a lot i get too full eating it uh i'll maybe go to skittles i do like skittles
0: i've never eaten a skittle oh god really yep
3: you weren't joking really? when you Whoa. said earlier that you don't have many experiences
0: yeah no i'm a little i'm that baby i'm <laughs> i'm young baby <laughs> <laughs> that's what baby i am <laughs> Yeah, I should eat a Skittle, probably, huh? Yeah, give it a try at this point. Well, a try. Yeah. Sour Skittles. Oh yeah, Sour Skittles—that's the way to go. Oh shit, that sounds good. Yeah, I never get really popcorn
3: good. at movie theaters. I hate popcorn. It's
0: just you hate good. popcorn, or you hate it at movies? Um,
3: I hate popcorn. When I was younger, I worked at a library and. A bunch of us were there after hours, like just sort of hanging out, and one of my coworkers said, I'm gonna go make popcorn. So he left for Mm -hmm. about five minutes and we realized like, hey, Brian hasn't been back in a while. And then all of a sudden, like the smoke alarms start going off because (laughs) he put the popcorn in there for like five minutes and just left it, and the entire library reeked of burnt popcorn for like a month afterward. And ever since (laughs) then I have just lost my liking.
1: I am awesome popcorn and I will spend thirty seconds under that if you're the like hot butter stream (laughs) oh we'll just let that thing go for days (laughs) just stick your mouth under it it yeah i've gotten run it through your hair
2: when i forgot
0: to tell the person to layer the butter so it's not all at the top
1: yep oh yeah Mm.
0: you gotta layer that butter i don't know if i've ever ordered buttered popcorn at a movie theater oh it's the best way to have it i imagine so my like food wrinkle is that i grew up keeping kosher So there's like a huge amount of like normal ass foods I've never, never had. And the whole rest of the normal ass foods I never had until like two years ago or like five years ago at this point. Um, But like, yeah, buttered popcorn at a movie theater, you know. Didn't. Like, Bunch of Crunch comes in a package, it's got a kosher certification, so you're good. Mm-hmm. So I had that, like, when I was a kid. Like, I probably had Bunch of Crunch when I went to see Star Wars Episode One yep. in theaters. <laughs> oh, adorable. You know, yeah. 20 years ago. Or, like, when I went to see, like, the Pokemon movie.
3: Oh, yeah, that was a good time. Good times, Around the same year, all.
0: really,
2: yeah. Uh,
1: not by me, didn't see it. Get <laughs> older than you guys. <laughs> when I went to go see the Pokemon movie, mm-hmm. I was going to a kid's birthday party and they told us to meet at a Burger King in a t- in the town next door to us. Or, you know, the town over. Mm-hmm. And there were two Burger Kings in that town. They did not oh, tell us no. one. <laughs> and only Rob wound up at this Burger King all oh. by himself. Oh you know? no! And this is pre-cell phones. I sat there for 30 minutes oh, no. probably crying. This is oh. giving oh. me so much anxiety.
2: Went, Oh, figured that, it my out. kind of nightmare. Oh, you I feel like guy. that's
1: a I feel like that's
0: what a medium sized town could be called, though. <laughs> it was a two Burger King town. Because <laughs> <laughs> most towns. Most people live in a town, I should say, that has lots of Burger King. That's true. probably most towns. Like if you took the average of towns, because there's lots of little ones out there. You know.
2: That's how the census works, right? It counts the number of Burger Kings per town. First.
0: Right. <laughs> exactly. Are you I mean, a Haze or a Sean? You should just go
3: by the number of crowns that they get rid of, but
0: no one. Wants yeah, to do that. exactly. <laughs> just count the papers. You a Haze or a Sean, guys? What do you think? <laughs> this is a hard one.
1: I wish I could say I was a Haze, but I think I'm a Sean.
0: Yeah. I'm a Sean.
1: I wish I could say I was a Sean, but I think I'm a Haze.
0: Ooh. Like, interesting Sh- like saying you're a sean speak on that brian i'm very sorry uh like like saying you're a sean implies that you have that sort of like level of like abstract genius that sean has <laughs> like hayes is like a run-of-the-mill academic smart guy right and, like, I definitely identify more with that. Like, the things I'm good at are academic, but, like, when it comes to, like, softer stuff, I have to work much harder, you know? Whereas Sean, I feel like is, you know, he's never said, like, oh, I'm a math genius, but, like, for some reason, everything I ever see him in. Like, I saw him at a, perform in uh, Improv for Humans doing um, basically audio-only improv live at uh, PodFest. And he didn't talk very much, but every line he delivered was like a laugh break, you know, like very good, effortless, you know, I don't know. Plus, I think I'm too, like, earnest and sincere, like (laughs) nobody, nobody sees Sean and goes like, this is like a truly nice guy who cares about me. Whereas I feel like nobody sees me and is like, this is a guy who can do whatever he wants without thinking about anyone else's opinion, which is the opposite of a Sean. So now I have spoken on that. Which one are you, Brian?
2: Yeah. Me? Yeah. I don't know anything about them, (laughs) other than the fact that I don't like their characters. So I, and to use the parlance, won't speak on that. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for playing along. (laughs) Uh,
3: Brandon? Uh, uh, Sean. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, there, there's not much more that can be said about that for me.
0: Yeah. What
1: about you, Rob? I'm definitely Sean, but I kind of look at it in the looking at the character, not so much the person. Uh, yeah. Okay. And and that it's it's not quite a like secret genius as much as an accidental, occasional. <laughs> <secret genius. laughs> I like that a lot. Uh... <laughs>
0: I love, like, the character Sean plays on that show when he... And the characters sort of shift amorphously. I'm sorry, Brian. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm enjoying this. But there's the the episode, the most recent Hollywood Handbook episode with uh, Tom Sharpling. If you haven't heard it, stop this podcast and go listen. <laughs> Sean is on the phone, and he is playing the part of, like, a baby. Like, that baby. Like, lost baby. And he just paints such like a vivid picture of like himself, like wandering into different areas. And I think he truly is like walking around outside. And at the end of the show, he runs into a Sklar and is like too embarrassed to go talk to the Sklar who will not know who he is. (laughs) And it was just like the best, like after this entire show of Sean literally being a baby to have that like moment of just like pure truth there where he's like, I was gonna get this Sklar to call into the show and do a bit about how I ran into a Sklar, but I don't think he would recognize me, and have that also still fit into like the fiction of like this ridiculous Hollywood Handbook episode. It was uh, hilarious. If you don't <laughs> listen to Hollywood Handbook, you should. Anyway, Brian, I'll I'll spare you any more uh, yourself, Hollywood Handbook talk.
2: Don't listen to it.
0: <laughs> it is a little opaque yeah um but anyway this isn't
2: says oh you have to listen to like seven eight episodes before <laughs> you okay it's a lot that, that's a bit of a problem
0: Hollywood Handbook is a good show and I'm gonna put my podcast preview hat on right now guys um Hollywood Handbook is a show to listen to if you're a fan of a lot of other comedy podcasts in their world and then and even then you might not like it I don't um but if you do have that that like world of understanding to get all of the other comedy podcasts and to get like this stuff that Hayes and Sean are taking off on, then like you may choose to invest several hours into seeing whether or not you like their sense of humor. <laughs> it's really not, not a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> How many shrimp do you guys think you could eat? Oh, so many.
2: I think I would I, lose a shrimp off, but I would definitely do it. And I would have to try
1: it. I would take any of you guys on right now. Oh I my could gosh. destroy, I might be able to destroy two of you at once in a shrimp off. Oh, <laughs> Let's geez, do it right Rob. now on air.
0: <laughs> I think we have to do, I have shrimp in my freezer. I just got to put them in some water, like cooked shrimp. I could eat them. I'll, I'll send them to you guys over the Skype Thank uh, you. file send. Well,
2: I um, They want to do a shrimp off with the Hollywood Handbook guys. They spent a lot yes. of time working out the logistics of this. That is Mitch's idea. <laughs> How is this going to work as a podcast? Are they going to record them eating shrimp?
0: I they think just, they would like, have to talk
2: about it afterwards. Like I hope I think morning.
0: it would be like a dolympic style. Like
2: <laughs> just hearing people eating shrimp. I don't know how entertaining that is. No, that <laughs> should be the
0: live show. That should be one of the live shows. Yeah. Live oh my the- gosh. I love that. I don't think they would ever do that though. No, but I don't think they would sign themselves know. up to eat shrimp in front of people. <laughs> like are they
2: were doing a live show at a red lobster? Like are they sure?
0: Oh, please. I bet they could get red lobster in on that too. If Dan Van Kirk can be a chili spokesperson for a day, <laughs> Like they can get Red Lobster. And by the way, Red Lobster tweeted at them. Like the brand of Red Lobster is aware of the Doughboys. Yeah, 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 it was great. Um Alright, let's get into uh
2: me too. When I tweeted to the show and said that I was going to Red Lobster. They wrote Red Lobster wrote back to me saying, "Hope you have a great time!" Exclamation point.
0: that's amazing! I love when brands tweet at me. I do too. Like I don't necessarily always want to engage back, but like I tweeted at you guys when we were chatting and like st- talking about the idea of this show um, about the uh, uh, Steam Whistle Brewery in Toronto and then the Amsterdam Brew House down the yeah. down the street from them and Amsterdam Brew House like quote tweeted me and was like this guy knows how to spend a day and I was like I do thank you Amsterdam Brew House like I had a great day at your pub and like like it was the kind of thing where they didn't necessarily add value in an annoying way yeah. like I don't really get behind like Pete Zaroll, the pizza roll twitter or like uh, uh uh and I know the person who runs that is like a podcast fan too so if you're listening sorry um <laughs> And uh, they're like the oh, Captain the- Obvious character from whatever that commercial is. Yeah. Like these are Twitter feeds that are for brands that have gained like a following, and it's like kind of annoying to me. I'm like, does anyone realize this is an advertisement? But in a way that's not disingenuous, I like when brands are like, "Yes, I am the brand you're talking about, and I'm really glad you're talking about us." <laughs> yeah, like have just an earnestly, like. Of Red Lobster, thank you for <laughs> <enforcing> me. <laughs> I am the Red Lobster, famous October monster from Halloween. <laughs> pretty scary can you imagine like human sized lobster just like walking on two feet yeah like I don't know (laughs) uh, terrifying if you guys have to get shrimp if you okay gun to your head Mm -hmm. you have to get shrimp Mm -hmm. coconut Mm -hmm. regular cocktail cold hot garlic shrimp all the way garlic shrimp uh, what is is garlic shrimp
1: I like a garlic shrimp (laughs) (laughs)
3: Grilled shrimp's good too. I I just go for breaded breaded or cocktail. If it's new, oh my god! Like every New Year's Eve, like when I was little, my uncle would get like an entire platter of cocktail shrimp, and I would just plant yes. myself down in front of that thing and just not move oh. until it was gone.
0: That's amazing.
3: Yep, people hated me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hated <Past> 10
2: Sure.
0: <laughs> I gotta say, my main shrimp application is like stir-fry or like thai food like i like shrimp as an additive mm. i enjoy shrimp on its own but i really like shrimp as a as a piece of a greater whole i understand that Yeah, i love yeah. cocktail
2: cocktail sauce with shrimp i love cocktail shrimp that's great uh, mm-hmm. but yeah. i could just have to pick one i would get garlic shrimp and that little sizzling clatter so good with mm. oh, that butter
1: you not know, as good as shrimp uh, fajitas that is my go-to uh Mexican restaurant dish most mm. often, more often than not.
0: Squeeze some lemon on there. Shrimp taco? Oh, yeah. Shrimp burrito. Yep. Mm. Shrimp burrito? That seems like a lot of shrimp.
3: Uh, it's not really. There's a couple of places by me that have it. Uh, in, in very, very white Boston, you can get a shrimp
0: burrito. <laughs> do they like... Do the shrimp like tangle up into just like a massive shrimp? Uh, in, a, in the best possible way, yes. Oh, boy. I like my shrimp to stay discreet. <laughs> but that's just me. We're all different. You know? Everybody's different. Takes all kinds. We're going to learn a lot about ourselves on this show.
1: Yeah,
0: 31 Flavors. I think 31 <laughs> Flavors, that's true. Four of them are here. Us. And the other 27 will be our eventual guests. Should we have guests on this show, guys?
2: Oh. I think We've we never
3: should never have, have considered more considered white the possibility. guys
0: talking on this show. Yes. Well, that's all that podcasting needs. Right. You know? I is noticed, is more white guys. With, you know, at least a couple you're gay. Because if we were just like four straight white guys...
2: Oh I thought you were saying that in an accusatory way, not in a fine, uh, no. thank god way.
0: No, it's good. At least a couple we were of were just... gay,
2: I know it. <laughs> I can't figure out which Don't lie
3: yet. to me
0: now. Oh, this is gonna be some really great crucible style stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and like we live all over like we're international, you know? Like we live all over <laughs> two yeah. nations that are next yeah. to <laughs> Toronto, the most American city not to be in America.
2: <laughs> that line, it's just like New York, but without all the stuff.
0: It's true. <laughs> it's true. New York is too crowded. Go to Toronto. Stretch out. Stretch,
2: out. Mm. Stretch your legs. You know? Come to Toronto.
0: <laughs> That's our new slogan. <laughs> Come to Toronto. Just take a deep breath. Yeah, take it easy. <laughs> Come to Toronto. We've only got one metro line. It's useless.
2: Street
0: cars. It works. Come to Toronto. She's Come to Toronto where the train is useless.
2: That's true.
0: Come to Toronto where even if you want to get somewhere, you can't get there.
2: Oh, this I worked work. in Toronto
0: for like nine months, Brian, like just before we knew each other from the internet.
2: That's so weird.
0: I know, it's really weird. Like it was that thing where like when people started so we four know each other from the nighttime foam corner Facebook group. Um, the various and group. Yeah. I was in there while I was in Toronto, but it didn't get to the point where people, like, started trying to, like, socially hang out until, like, right around when I was leaving Toronto. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then people were like, oh, comedy show in Toronto. I'm from Toronto. I'm from Toronto. Great, let's go to this show in Toronto. And I was like, ah, I was in Toronto two weeks ago. Singled and I'm here probably not going go to go back for
2: months. <laughs> what? I missed out?
0: Yeah, I know, I did. There's some comedy here in D.C., but...
2: Yeah, what is the comedy scene in your respective cities? Do you have a good comedy scene there? Do you get to go see live shows a lot?
0: DC is pretty good. DC has a one well-reputed uh, open mic that I have not been to yet. Um, or like, I don't know, it's not an open mic, but it's like a, a showcase, I guess, mm-hmm. um, that I haven't been to yet called The Big Hunt that I've been meaning to go to. Or it's called Comedy Underground at The Big Hunt. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then we've got an improv, which has, you know, like the coolest comedians I've seen come through there are like, Ron Funches and Nikki Glazer. Um, so that's pretty cool. And then there's there's some cool theaters here. So like the Tignotaro show mm-hmm. is at the Lincoln Theater, which is uh, sort of a medium sized theater that has like music sometimes at it, you know. But that's where uh, the comedy bang bang podcast when it came through here yeah. I was at the Lincoln Theater. Um, so you know, there's comedy that comes through here every few weeks. Um, and you know, the venues are all kind of around my neighborhood, so oh, that's good. I go to what shows come. But uh, it's not like a, you know, explosive comedy scene here in D.C.
3: I think we're about the same in Boston, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. You, nope. get, a, you, you get a good bunch of people coming in, and there's some good local like, improv groups. Uh, I don't go to a whole lot of them. I have not been in a while, although I should probably get back into that at some point.
0: Yeah. Uh, Who's from Boston? Comedy comedy. <laughs> <Chicago>. <laughs> Who? Are there, like, big comedians
3: from Boston? um well there's this there's there's a guy from quincy um
0: who's oh fuck yeah um shit what is his
3: i can't remember he
0: was on the simpsons a couple weeks ago he was okay god damn um, it. but yeah well that's where because i hadn't heard of him uh but i watched this simpson episode and i was like oh this boston guy like really knows boston <laughs> yeah yeah
3: he did he did like... good. um i i honestly I, I i'm sure there are i'm i'm not
0: from here by birth so i don't really know what the hell happens here I feel like every once in a while I hear somebody mention on a podcast, like, "Oh, and I'm from uh, I'm from DC." Well, you know, not really DC. I'm from uh, Fairfax, Virginia, DC Virginia. Feels Southern, like you know, a, but, a place where no one
2: was born and raised at, but everyone moves to
0: when. They're oh, adults. that's certainly <laughs> true about the people who live here now. Yeah. Um, I I am a native San Diegan, which is a rare breed in San Diego. Of course, I'm not there, uh, and now I'm like a, I'm like from DC. I've been in the area for like ten or fifteen years. And I am, like, an old-timer compared to most of the other people, like, anywhere around our general age. Like, most people come here a few years ago and are leaving next year, um, any given person. So, yeah. Uh, But, like, I don't know. I I do feel, like, most identified with DC as a city of, like, where I'm from, Mm -hmm. but I can't really claim to be, like, from, like, from here originally. At least... You know, not for another 10 years or so. At that point, I can, like, really say, like.
2: Yeah, what's the rule like, where you can say you're me? from somewhere? Is like 10 years? Is it?
0: Because I've right. lived. Well, the other thing is, does Baltimore count as the D.C. area? No. <laughs> where they film Beef, <laughs> okay. isn't it? Uh, yeah, and it's where they film House of Cards. Oh, I think it counts them just by pop culture reference. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like, I've lived in the D.C. area for seven years. And then I lived in Baltimore for like six years before that. Um, but I was like a kid when I lived in Baltimore, so. Oh, well, I don't think I was I a kid can. seven years ago. Yeah.
3: Kids can't Sorry, do anything.
0: Guys. That's right. I know. Kids can't be from somewhere. No. <laughs> do you guys split food with a partner when you're at a restaurant or like with a friend? Like what's your what's your role about splitting food?
2: Uh, I'm open to trying and letting people try. Uh, I don't I know if split appetizers, I think that's about it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm glad to uh, hear you guys are are with are there on that because I I've always felt like a huge asshole because I'd never want to share a meal. <laughs> I think that's perfectly fine. I, I want to order what I want to order, and <laughs> yeah, and if you want to get something else, you get something else. That's,
3: that's fair. Cool. I had an ex a couple years ago who, when we would go to a restaurant, would occasionally be like, okay, I'm going to order this, but you should get this, and then we'll split half of it. And I remember thinking, like, what? If, no. Like, what? No. <laughs> Why would you, like, if you want this, like, get it yourself. Like, I'm not going to. This isn't how we work. This isn't how we operate. <laughs>
2: yes. This is I, not I do our relationship think, dynamic. I do think it's weird when two people order the same thing at a restaurant. So I go, really? Don't you want to get something a little bit different just so you can try their thing? Yeah.
0: But, yeah. but sometimes, you know, sometimes you just... Everybody wants the risotto or whatever. Yeah.
2: I was at you know. a conference when I worked in residence when I was in school, and there was like 20 of us that went to a conference in Waterloo for <laughs> residents, like RAs and dorm people and all that, and there was like 20 yeah. of us from the school, and my boss used to work in uh, the town. He goes, oh, there's a great seafood place here. They have really good fish and chips. 20 of us went to this restaurant. Every <laughs> single one of us ordered the fish and chips, like to the point oh where it got God. two <laughs> or three, and... You had to. You could not order it. <laughs> you had ordered it. You have to get it. So it was like I that. Pressure. I just thought it was the funniest thing that 20 people ordered fish and chips at this restaurant.
0: That is so funny. I love that, though. <laughs> I, like, I used to want to share food all the time. Because for so long, I was, like, starved for, like... I shouldn't say starved. But I like really wanted to try as much different food as I can. And I still do usually get like a sample platter or like a uh you know, like a variety option if yeah. there is one at a at a restaurant as like a main um or like a three different sliders or whatever. You know, there's this place Founding Farmers in DC where you can get like three different little tiny hot dogs and it's like really fun. Yeah. Um But I think I overdid it and at a certain point like with like in the last relationship I was in I got to the point where I really kind of wanted to do my own thing at restaurants and we were established already that we split food, you know? Oh, (laughs) so every time we went to a place, I had to be like, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of thinking I'd want to get like the sample platter and just like eat it all myself. (laughs) And then she would be like, okay, you know, but I had to like, I felt like I had to like bridge that, you know, thing at this point. But I feel like now I'm squarely in the like order my own thing, you know, place and like it's not even a conversation i have with people anymore i don't know
2: do you guys have like regular things that you order at restaurants But like oh this is what i get here or if you see it on a menu at place you go oh i get that because i've never like you don't like to try new things or do you like to experiment i didn't
0: think i had this but i had brunch with my grandparents uh and uh, a cousin and and his, and his wife today and um my grandmother guessed what i was going to order before i ordered it <laughs> she was very excited so She like pumped her fist when i finally ordered um, because apparently if I am in a certain type of restaurant, the type of restaurant that my grandparents take me to, mm-hmm. um, sort of like a mid, mid tier, very cute restaurant with a lot of character, but also with, uh, you know, some well-designed silverware and interesting pieces around <laughs> on the shelves, you know, um, my parents have amazing taste. My grandparents have amazing taste in restaurants. I love going out to eat with them. Um, at that kind of place, I will get a crab cake. Basically every time okay. if it's on the menu. Nice. Um, I love crab cakes. Um, you know, I lived in Baltimore where there's amazing crab cakes. I've oh, worked up there for a while mm-hmm. recently where like I would always go to like, not always, but like when I could, I would go to the crab cake restaurants that were like nearby close enough to Baltimore to be like true Baltimore crab cakes, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I have a weakness for burgers, but I don't like a thick, like I don't want any burger that's more than like a quarter pound worth of beef. Mm-hmm um so that's kind of stopped me from doing like the bar burger thing recently Mm. yeah i used to get a burger everywhere but i just realized you know i'd rather have like a five guys burger than like a bar burger yeah
3: i have a thing about brioche buns i don't like them
0: Mm,
1: interesting (laughs) Mm, yeah they're so popular now that's all what rob say? Oh I just I just said hmm
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got the impression that you had like started into a sentence and oh, didn't. No.
1: Um, But as far as yeah, uh, I don't know. as far as ordering the same things at a restaurant, I mean outside of like like I said with Mexican food, if it's like a nice decent sit down place, I do tend to order shrimp fajitas. Any other mm. any other food it's pretty much I'm staring at a menu and have no idea what I'm gonna do until the last possible second <laughs> <laughs> when the waitress has finally gotten to me in the line and I just have to make a call. That's kind of a good pressure, though. Yeah, it is. Like, it gets you to. For a little while, uh, you know. For a little while, I was trying, uh, at the suggestion of a friend, to just let them decide for a while, you know, hey, what do you think I should have, or surprise me. (laughs) But I find that that always winds up giving you the same general dishes. And it's usually the the stuff they know is cheap and easy for the chef to make. (laughs) I like
2: trying new things whenever possible. Uh, just yeah. In my mind, it's always, I'm never going to have this opportunity again, so I should get this thing here. I can get a club sandwich or a burger or a fettuccine anywhere. But here, I only have this weird thing. I'm going to get that. And there's a restaurant here that has an option for appetizer, main, dessert, whether it's a surprise course, each one, you can order. Ooh, can I like out. that. And so my friend was like, I'll have this appetizer, I'll have the surprise main, I'll have this dessert. Or I'll have this dessert and this appetizer and the surprise, whatever. I went, surprise across the board. I oh, okay. Do you have any... Like, you were trying to... Do you have any preferences or the things that you... Yeah. Eat? So, nope, not at all. No allergies, no preferences. Just do whatever you want on there. Have do me up.
0: Life. What do you got? <laughs> were you surprised? It's,
2: it's like low-stakes gambling, and I love low-stakes gambling, where you're I still $500 it. up on grabs. It's just a food, and I mechanism.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. Um, What did you guys think of uh, this episode of Doughboys? Let's rate it on a scale of... Uh... I don't know. What scale should we use uh, to vote, to rate the Doughboys? Oh boy. Ooh. Fake. One to five bad hashtags. <laughs> 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 One
2: to five hashtags is good. I like that.
0: Yeah. Let's do yeah. that. One to five <laughs> hashtags. All right. Closing thoughts. Uh, uh, Brandon, why don't
3: you start us off? All right. So, uh, As we previously established, I'm not necessarily a huge fan of Hollywood Handbook, but I do like the guys, and this was a really good sort of halfway point for me to meet in, in that they're not playing the characters they normally always play, but you get a little bit of that, and it's also combined with Doughboys, so like that was all perfect for me. I really enjoyed this episode on the whole. I would say it's probably uh, maybe my second favorite one ever, after the Wendy's episode with Paul Rust, which mm. is the the pinnacle that nothing will probably Canonically, ever, right. Like nothing will probably ever be as good as that for me. But uh, yeah. that being said, I will still go with five hashtags. Oh. I know, good suck on it. Good rating,
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brian. Uh, well, as you may have guessed, I'm uh, not a big fan of and <laughs> Hamlet for the characters. I struggled through those initial like five, ten minutes when they were doing like, character bits from the show. So that definitely affected yeah. it. I love the Doughboys, though, which is why I don't think I'll ever not listen to an episode. Because I love Weiger and I love Mitch. Uh, and I just love how seriously Weiger takes it and how not seriously Mitch takes it. It's, for me, a perfect <laughs> podcasting dynamic. Uh, I like Red Lobster. I went to it during the first week of Rock Lobster Fest, and I, I try to always recreate meals as much as possible from the show. Mm. <laughs> and I got Mitch's, I got the same uh, ultimate feast that Mitch got. I recreated his meal, it was very enjoyable. Uh, the Cheddar Bay biscuits are always good. Mm-hmm. Uh, for this specific episode, because I'm not big into the Hollow Handbook that's going to knock it down, I'm going to give it two and a half hashtags.
1: Mm. All right. All right. Well, All right. I. I absolutely loved this episode. Uh, Definitely in my top, uh, I'll say top five, maybe top three. That Wendy's one is unbeatable.
2: Um,
1: I loved how exasperated it got Weiger. (laughs) I love how off the rails it got. I love that he felt so out of control. Um, It was delicious. I listened to it again immediately after it ended. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Weiger. I do really like the Hollywood Handbook, guys um it's it was just a really it was a very fun episode they could have never got to talking about red lobster and i would have been i still would have been very happy with it (laughs) uh i definitely have to give it five terrible hashtags
0: guys i love hollywood handbook and i love the doughboys uh that said (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think this episode, Rock Lobster Fest 4, suffered from being the fourth episode where mm-hmm. they went to Red Lobster. Mm-hmm. I think Mitch was sick. I don't think Mitch was feeling it. I think the uh, absurd rating system, always oh. a highlight of the Doughboys, got a little lost in the yeah. shuffle. I was mm-hmm. confused I by the,
2: the totaling of the ratings. That definitely threw I, me. I didn't know what was going on
0: I, there. I trust that Nick was taking care of it, but that part of the show wasn't particularly well constructed, in my opinion. I it, it, was, it was a good episode. I enjoyed listening to it. I was pleased to have it. But for me, it didn't reach my top listing of episodes. I was glad to hear it. I always, it's always a treat to hear the Hollywood Handbook guys out of character and outside of their podcast. It's always a treat to hear an episode of the Doughboys. It always brightens my day to see it come into my feed on Thursday. That said, rating this on the global scale of Doughboys episodes, I have to give this episode three hashtags. There. Wow! So uh, there you go. That's we have quite the range of uh, reviews today. <laughs> no, it's good. We've got different week. opinions. <laughs> well, it's time for a regular segment. Welcome to Snacker Whack or Whack, where we talk about if uh, this episode of Doughboys' regular segment was good, like Snacker Whack, or if it was Whack. Um, this week on Doughboys, the regular segment was dinner and a movie. The movie was Jack Reacher: Never Go Back, um, and they were talking about the perfect uh, perfect dinner. To accompany the movie, Um, what did you guys think of dinner in a movie with Jack Reacher? Never go back.
3: Snacker whack or whack? Had they done that segment before?
0: Yeah, they have. Okay, because they confused me. Yeah. Whenever I think they had done it once a while ago. Okay, because
3: I it was vaguely familiar, and I think the way Nick mentioned it made it seem like it was something that had happened before, but I could not remember it occurring.
2: Yeah. I think the way they did it this time, where they're using Tom Cruise movies, <laughs> puns as <laughs> <raising> <laughs> specific, <laughs> That was fun. Was a different element. But for me, that actually worked a lot. I actually I, really I did that. like that. Yeah, that was a fun way to do it. I like that it was not the usual way for, I guess, in Nick's mind to do it. Uh, but I thought it worked nicely,
1: and that was pretty fun. I actually forgot that this segment was even on the episode, even though I listened to it twice, (laughs) but as soon as you said the name of it again, I got this biggest, I got the biggest grin on my face. I Mm. absolutely loved it. Um, I definitely got to go snack. Um, it, it made no sense to me and I did, I (laughs) I also did not remember them doing it in the past, but I loved every second of it.
0: It was a fun, yeah, it was a fun one, even though I didn't necessarily like get it, Mm. I mean, I got the puns. I don't, I don't. I think it was a fun segment, but it. What am I trying to say? It was a fun bit of podcasting, but I don't think it was a very good segment. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to give this a whack. I'm going to
2: give I it a snack because I think what they did with it uh, this week was. Well, so the two
0: options are that. snack or whack or <laughs>
1: whack. <laughs> I'll
2: give it a snack or a whack, okay. not a whack. <laughs>
1: uh. Yeah. I think Brandon. I see mean, the separation here as uh, of how the the more off the rails and the more of a disaster the episode is, the more <laughs> I kind of like it. Whereas, yeah. I mean, Aaron, you're you're looking for the episode to be more of a proper episode I'm about <laughs> like the controlled madness of it. You know,
0: <laughs> that's, it's very burger boy. Yeah. Like yeah. that's part of why I enjoyed the Wendy's episode so much because it was so perfect. It went just off the rails enough. Yeah. Like. You know, in the beginning sort of nonsense segment, I mean, Paul Russ did the acapella version of the theme song, which is, like, so special. Um, and then, like, Mitch did his own, like, takeoff on Nick's, like, you know, uh, uh, dry, like, mm. you know, cold open and stuff. Like, there was enough, like, meta-referential stuff that they'd never done before, but it never strayed outside of the structure of, like, a true yeah. Doughboys episode, and the regular pieces of a Doughboys episode were all there to, like, plug it all into place. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Yeah, it flowed nicely. Yeah,
0: I, agree. It, yeah. I,
2: I don't mind when it goes off the rails. I especially like it when it kind of, like, my one of my favorite moments from the entire history of the show is when Evan Susser announced the emergency podcast settle. <laughs> during oh, the, my the gosh. Champi- uh, tournament of Champions. Like, they'd have an emergency so podcast. So good. i like, getting chills right now. To, like, oh, God, no. And, like, they rolled with it, and it was a fantastic <laughs> episode. But, like, yeah, that kind of chaos I like. Like, the chaos of the... Rock Lobster Fest wasn't as fun as a Tournament of Champions. I don't think anything, any event in Dota will top the Tournament of Champions.
0: Yeah. Tournament of Champions was so good. Mm. Like it was, an, Just, I was excited every week. I was like this is an event. Well, and I loved there. It 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 had its own internal logic, yeah. and they broke a lot of the rules of like a normal, uh, like tournament but it was internally consistent yeah. to Doughboy's logic, which I love. I love their like, tortured but rationalized way of like, how they make things work. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah.
1: I think that's... When, when, when you guys recommend this podcast to people, what do you usually tend to tell them or where do you send them?
2: Well, oh, I, I think like all of us, Real I send question. them to the Wendy's episode. Wendy's?
1: Chandler. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, I, I, with any podcast where there's guests, like comedian guests, I say, follow the people you know and like first. Just go to their episodes or go to the chains that you really love. That's how I started. Mm. I dove mm. into the chains that I loved and that got me hooked and I went back and listened to them all in order. Uh, but yeah. yeah, start with the comedians you know or start with the chains that you know and love and go from there. Yeah,
3: that's,
0: yeah, that's good that's advice exactly for what almost any done. of
3: them. Yeah.
0: That's what I do for it, my my approach is a little different for podcast fans and non-podcast fans. Like if there's somebody who's into alternative comedy podcasts, I'll say like, yeah, go find comedians you like." Um or failing that, restaurants you like, you know, find a comedian you like at a restaurant you like ideally. Mm-hmm. For people who are not alt comedy fans, who are just, you know, maybe looking for a podcast recommendation and know that's what I'm into. Um I I usually say to find a restaurant that they like or because I'm not going to point somebody to the Wendy's episode as their first episode if they've never heard of Paul Rust or yeah. the Doughboys before. Yeah. You know, because it's just I mean, it's a it's an amazing episode, but I think it leans a little too much on prior knowledge of Doughboys. That's fair. Um, or or maybe maybe it's still amazing, but it just doesn't you know, it has yeah, even it more doesn't of the same impact like you already know. Doughboys. But... Yeah. You get more yeah. Out of it. Yeah. That's right. So I don't know. I don't know what episode I would point people to. I really loved the Jordan Morris episode. Um, that was how I got into it, but I love Jordan Morris. So, you know, that's part probably part of why I, I stuck to it so much. But I also thought it was a very well-constructed uh, meal, possibly one of the best... Constructed review segments ever yeah. in my opinion because they all went together they all had shared opinions about the food they had all gotten together it was just the most it was the most i have ever felt like i was at the restaurant with them the reviews as they are, talk the reviews are always
2: food. best when they've gone together
0: yeah yeah I agree. always
2: better when they're separate it's less there's less of a good dynamic for whatever I right. try to put my finger on
0: but when they all go together yeah. and can
2: talk about well yeah you had that chicken dish and it looked really weird or that drink you had was yeah. really good i tried that
0: I did sort of enjoy... I agree that it's better when they're together. There's an upside to when they're not together, which is that, um, like on the live Doughboys episode at at Podfest, which I think they did eventually put out on the feed, right? Yeah,
2: with Um, Nangang, right?
0: Yeah, Nangang. They they went to completely different Dairy Queens and had completely different experiences at, like, obviously totally different types of restaurant entirely. They bought completely different types of food. And the upside to that was, like, you got that tension of them like laughing at each other and being like what the what the fuck did you do? Are you excuse me? You know, wait, you ordered just like a thing off of a cardboard menu next to the DQ like <laughs> yeah, it fair. was it was a completely different like fun kind of tension yeah. where they were like oh, we have we have absolutely gone off the rails before we even started talking. Um and Nang Christine Nangle had a completely different experience to both of them. Yeah. And hers I think was the fullest realist experience of the three of them from that episode she's also just um, an
2: a a level uh guest she's so good she she
0: is such a so, yeah ha- so good so good like she i don't know why m- she's own not merch made up <laughs> tighter so funny i have one yeah. of those stickers too oh. it's like my prize possession oh, uh i like haven't i haven't like peeled it off the paper like i don't know what to do with it <laughs> maybe i'll frame it oh shit i just realized i have like a tiny like five inch by five inch frame i could just like put it on a backing and just like hang that somewhere Put it in in my apartment on
2: a nightstand and take a picture of that. (laughs) Oh my God.
0: That's the funniest shit ever. And I think this frame does have like a stand to it too. So I can post, I can do that picture even if I haven't, even if I don't leave it there. Oh, I love this. Sleeping next to it. (laughs) I love this. I think I have to do this. That is so funny. Um, all right. So I think that'll do it for our, uh, conversation about this week's episode of, uh, of Doughboys uh, Rock Lobster Fest episode 4 the final week of Rock Lobster Fest Um, you guys can email us at uh, Uh, at fauxboyspod.gmail.com that's f-a-u-x-b-o-y-s-p-o-d at (laughs) gmail.com to send us questions and we'll do like a feedback uh, uh, part of the show at this point once people email us Um, so uh, yeah do you guys want to plug stuff do you guys have twitter feeds and stuff was there anything else you wanted to cover that we didn't get to I think we covered everything other yeah, than then,
2: like i've been to red lobster and it's as good as mitch said in the first episode it's good, good. It's <laughs>
0: that's fair it's good that we talk about it we should have talked about that more <laughs> <laughs> i feel like in future episodes we'll have more time to like go to the restaurant actually we'll have less time because we'll only know like the wednesday right. before when they post the teaser See,
3: we'll, we'll we'll figure it out they don't have red lobster up here either actually i think the closest one's connecticut and i'm not going to fucking connecticut no fuck no yeah
0: so We'll see. It'll be by the, by the restaurant, I right. think, if we actually all make it out.
1: A few yeah, months back, a... I tried to get into the habit of attempting when I can to go to the restaurants that they review. But yeah. also, and quick question for you guys. How do you feel about going to a sit-down, waited restaurant by yourself?
2: Oh, I do it all the time.
1: Any day. Yeah, any, day. I, any day. Sign I me up. I can't do it. I
2: cannot do it. <laughs> really? I will usually read wow. something while I'm there. I usually don't just yeah. sit,
0: But I'm on I've my done phone. a lot. Yeah. I have a friend who brings like books to 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 bars and stuff and and does that. I can't I can't do that with a book. Um and I couldn't bring I mean I read books on my iPad. I couldn't bring an iPad to a bar. Um but I do go on Facebook and like, you know, chat with, mm-hmm. you know, friends mm-hmm. on Facebook and stuff and Twitter and and all of that. Um I mean, I could just I could spend 12 hours a day on Facebook and Twitter and probably <laughs> never run out of stuff to do, you know. Um We get it. I You're love a Jeez. <laughs> I love going to restaurants by myself I find it to be very meditative and uh like a very good way to like have a focused moment of self-care I love food it's one of my favorite things to do I love going out to eat it's something I never really got to do growing up because of the kosher thing um and then yeah so now that's kind of just like it's always a little bit special for me when I go out to eat even though I go out to eat like five times a week (laughs) now um Yes. But yeah, doing doing it by yourself, you just really focus on everything you eat, you know what I mean? You really, you know, when the food comes out, I put my phone down and my entire focus is on what I'm eating. It's a very, like, mindful way to eat in my experience. So I love doing it.
1: Beautiful. All right, well, I'm going to try it for the show.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. You should. Good guy. You should. I had to do it a lot when I was traveling because, you know, I didn't always have somebody around who also wanted to go out. Mm-hmm. Um you know, so it was just kind of a way to get dinner and a way to not have to eat, like, hunched over, like, a bowl on my, like, hotel bed. <laughs> like, eating on the side I'm not sleeping on, you know. It's, you can only do that so much before it's really sad. And so much is 20 minutes before it gets too sad to ever want to do again. So this is funny because we we the four of us, like, fall in different lines. Like, you know, me and Brendan are both, like, Weiger's. But me and Brian are both like eat at restaurant by yourselfers. But but what's what's a good hashtag for that? If if you like to go out to eat restaurants by yourself, uh, hashtag solo eats on Twitter. Um, and if you like uh, going to restaurants only with friends, um, food orgy. The hashtag food orgy Ooh, hashtag on Twitter. Orgy. <laughs> oh.
3: that's great. I'm
0: sure what that has dinner
3: in an orgy. strange way already.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, what are y'all's Twitter handles?
3: I was waiting for Brandon? someone else to go out of politeness. Um, it's it's at beadresh B as in D R I S C H.
1: Rob, oh oh, it's uh, it doesn't make any <laughs> sense. Don't worry about it. Follow Follow <laughs> Faux Boys Pod on Twitter. <laughs> Faux Boys Pod F A U uh, X B O Y
0: S P O D on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, what about you, Brian? Uh,
2: it's at Coconut Phone
0: it's uh, probably makes as little sense as yours, Rob. You sure? <laughs> All right,
1: I am at sigma s i g m a lives at on Twitter.
0: I like it. I am at Aaron Staley a r o n s t e h l e y on Twitter and Facebook. Um, you can check out our show page at benviewnetwork dot com slash pod or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Rate and review the show. That helps it. Um, I've always heard that on other podcasts, so I assume it's true. It is. Um, uh, thanks for listening to Faux Boys, the podcast about Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. Uh, for Brendan, Rob, and Brian, I'm Aaron Staley, the soup man. Happy listening. <laughs> Bye. See yeah. ya. See ya.
1: Catch <laughs>
0: This podcast is a part of the Benview
3: Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at
0: BenviewNetwork.com. I'm Aaron Prince-Staley, host of the Podcast Preview, where every week I bring you a new comedy podcast that you are going to love, with highlight clips and interviews with the show's hosts. Check out the Podcast Preview at benviewnetwork.com on your favorite podcast app, or live on the radio at wera.fm. I'll see you there. I'm going to a Weird Al show after this. Uh
1: What? Nice.